This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. And this is our last episode of 2022. And it is also going to be the last episode of season two of Dear Hallmark. So we have a lot to talk about. So be sure to have your drink if you're just sitting down listening grab a snack because we got we got quite the show for you with this episode. So I hope you had a good Christmas, a good holiday. Um, if you celebrate Hanukkah, I hope you had a good Hanukkah. Um, I know Kwanzaa is currently going on um, and New Year's will be here literally in a couple of days. So I hope you had some time to spend with friends and family, and I hope you were able to rest, relax, and kind of reset for the new year. So I know that I haven't reviewed all of the movies from Hallmark Channel, but I have watched all of them. And this is specifically Hallmark Channel, not including Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So I want to give you some rapid reviews of the movies that I haven't talked about yet. And then I'm going to give you my top 10 favorite movies or Christmas movies, I should say, of 2022. First rapid review. When I Think of Christmas starring Sinead Grimes and Niall Mater. That is Three Crowns. I think I was burnt out by the time that I watched this because I had just watched this um, upon coming back from Christmas Con. And I think I was just burnt out from all of the movies. So I don't know if I was in the right frame of mind to consume it. And for me, it wasn't engaging enough to keep me alert to watch it. It seemed very kind of run of the mill, slow. And so it gets, I mean, it's a solid story with solid performances, but it gets a three for me. Next is Holiday Spectacular, which was the big kahuna that premiered Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, which is a story about that involved the Rockettes and told a story of how a, um, a woman became a part of the Rockettes. And she was from Philadelphia, which is, you know, personal bias as Philly is my hometown. So I... The bias didn't contribute to my rating, however, because I thought that the movie was extremely well done. I was thrown headfirst into the 1950s and I loved every minute of it. I thought everyone from our leading lady and leading man to the supporting cast, everyone was just in, for lack of better words, spectacular. And so I'm giving this movie a four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five crowns. Next, we have Twas the Night Before Christmas. My goodness, I was not expecting this movie in any... I didn't know what to expect from it. And I loved it. It kept me on the edge of my seat. It kept me engaged. It kept me wanting more. I was rushing the commercials. I wa This was one that I watched live. And this premiered December 18th. This was the last movie to premiere for the countdown. I'm sorry, this was the Saturday movie. Not the Sunday movie. The Sunday movie was Hanukkah on Rye. The Saturday movie was Towards the Night Before Christmas. 
So that premiered December 17th. And so I, I was, yeah, I was not, I was just, I wasn't ready for lack of better words. I just wasn't ready. And I was pleasantly surprised. Love Tori DeVito and Zane Holtz. My goodness. I would love to see them paired together again in another movie, preferably a non-holiday movie. I would love to see them paired together again. And so I give that movie a solid four out of five crowns. Next, we have My Southern Family Christmas. Now, this one is incredibly conflicting because I rated it four out of five crowns. However, the movie rang slow to me. Again, this is, I watched this way after Thanksgiving. Um, I actually just, I watched it after the thanks, the Christmas holiday. And I, I think while it was a beautiful story, it was solid. The acting was solid. Everything about this movie is solid. It's just that it, it felt a bit slow to me. Like we've had a lot of engaging movies that had good pacing, that, that had a good story, that had good hooks. And so I think this was just one of those movies that while it was good, it just didn't keep my attention. But I still give my Southern Family Christmas a four. And if you don't remember, this is the one that premiered on Thanksgiving and it stars J.C. Elliott. And it was about her finding her real father. And so she goes to this Louisiana town under the guise of writing an article about their Santa Claus called Para Noel. And so she does these different Cajun New Orleans traditions around Christmas time. And it was interesting. Um, I loved the cameo in this movie. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. There is a cameo in this movie, and I did appreciate it. Lastly, by Big Fat Family Christmas. they had We had a cameo in this one as well. Um, this one, while I appreciated the culture and what the message was trying to deliver, I think it was ultimately the performances that dragged it down. The leading lady and the leading man were a little bit of a snooze fest, unfortunately. I was more into the mother and the brother than the leading lady and the leading man. So for that, I would have to give this movie a three because, again, I think the story is solid. I think the idea is solid and I appreciated the the culture that they were bringing in. And if you don't remember, this is the one where it was about a young woman uh, who was a part of the Chang family and her family always had these crazy Christmas parties. And the leading guy was tasked with or he found a story in this not from her because she was ashamed of her family and for a good portion of the movie didn't want to be associated with them so that was my big fat family christmas and i give that one a three well you guys we are going to take a quick break and when i come back we are going to get into my top 10 favorite hallmark channel Countdown to Christmas movies of 2022. So stay tuned. So 
before talking about my favorites of 2022, I want to tell I want to talk to you about my least favorites of 2022, specifically from Hallmark Channel. Um, while we've had some stellar cards, we've also had some bad news bears. And I want to talk to you about who my bad news bears were. So coming in at number 10, which was like the best of the worst, <laughs> which is really weird to say. Okay. Oh, dang. Okay. All right. Coming in at number 10 is unfortunately holiday heritage. Um, I think what this movie suffered from, and I mentioned this in the YouTube review that I did of this, is that this was an incredibly slow movie that was introducing something new to the Hallmark Channel and to people in general, but it was also incredibly dramatic. And I think it should have premiered on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries instead of Hallmark Channel. The pacing was slower. There was much more drama than a Hallmark Channel movie normally has and that we normally go to Hallmark Channel for. And I think for me as a consumer, that's what it suffered from. Uh, just misplacement, if you will. And so I loved Lindy Greenwood, loved Brooks Darnell, absolutely adored Holly Robinson Pete in this, but it just was too slow and it was too dramatic for it to be a Hallmark Channel movie. I think it should have been on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So that's number 10. Um, number nine, like, ugh, this feels weird. Let's just, okay, the next one, we're going from least worst to worst worst, right? Royal Corgi Christmas. I just didn't care about it at all. I didn't care about the story. With my royal movies, I want to care. I mean, granted, it is the same plot all the time. It's either the, the prince disguising himself and the leading lady not knowing or the family not accepting the leading lady because she's not aristocratic or royal enough. Either way, I know what I'm getting. With this one, I just didn't care. I mean, I know we love dogs, but like, I don't, I just didn't care. And so that's why this is number nine. <laughs> number eight, oof, Undercover Holiday. This is a movie I reviewed with Deck the Hallmark. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can check out the review I did with them about this movie. I was so annoyed that they took one of my favorite tropes of a Hallmark Channel movie or any movie, about, like any rom-com, if you will, fake dating and just wasted it. And this, everything about this movie was cringe. It had the potential. It just was kind of, it just, you know, stoop kids afraid to leave the stoop. It didn't leave the stoop. It just kind of sat there and it was, yeah, I just, I just didn't want it. I just didn't want it. Next. Ooh, Christmas at the golden dragon. I had the highest highs of hopes for this movie. We had a Chinese Christmas movie. We had Mama Chesapeake. And that was my two biggest things I was looking forward to. 
Um, there were too many storylines to make sense of it all. It was way too dramatic for it to be on Hallmark Channel, which I think is a theme of this year's crop of Christmas movies, in all honesty, is that a lot of these movies were doing the most and should have been on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. They should have just split up between Hallmark Movies and Mysteries and Hallmark Channel, and it was just too much drama and too many storylines. I couldn't keep up with the characters, and the it became to the point where the Chinese restaurant wasn't even the focus. It didn't even feel like the focus. And then what was supposed to be our leading lady, the woman who was at the forefront of the poster for this movie, she was the most annoying. When she went to go home with her um with her boyfriend and she kept saying, "Well, this isn't like the movies and this is like it was high key annoying." And so that did me in and I wanted to see Mama Chesapeake in a different role. So that that's why Christmas at the Dragon is at the bottom. Next, number five or number six, the Royal Nanny. No, just no. While I appreciate Hallmark trying to do something different with it being this kind of international espionage spy thing, it just wasn't the business for Hallmark Channel. Again, in my opinion, the kidnapping, like it was too much. I just, I didn't like it. And it didn't feel Christmassy. I feel like this would have been a dope summer or even a spring movie. But for it to be, it didn't feel Christmassy. It didn't give me the feels. And I wanted more from that movie. And I was disappointed. Both of the royal movies I look forward to the most during Christmas. And they both let me down this year. So that's why the royal nanny is down there. Next, we have something from Christmas in July, my grown-up Christmas list. While in July, I had all the feels from it, I just can't right now. <laughs> that also goes to show that Hallmark, why, while putting out a very strong crop of movies, um, and also a very kind of like identity crisis-esque type of movies. My grown-up Christmas list just kind of sifted through because the, the, the crop was so strong. There were too many plot holes to be considered a strong movie. And so with that, my grown-up Christmas list sifted at the bottom. Next, A Cozy Christmas End. This is the one that was supposed to be like the quote unquote sequel to Christmas Under Wraps and it starred Jodie Sweetin and I forget the other guy, but um, I was bored. I was so bored. This movie was so slow. I would have rather read the terms and conditions for Apple Podcasts or Apple Music. I just didn't want to watch this movie at all. My top three least favorite Christmas movies of 20 and 22 are Christmas Class Reunion, starring Amy Teagarden and Tanner Novelin. I don't understand what happened between Heart of the Matter and everything else. Autumn in the City with our girl Amy Teagarden was not it. And in this one, she was incredibly whiny again. I didn't care about her job. I didn't care about this class reunion. I think the story had too many 
POVs, too many points of view, didn't care about the other characters. And I just didn't care about this movie at all. I felt like it was trying to, it was forcing me to watch it and I just didn't want to. Number two. Oh my goodness. Ugh, the most colorful time of the year. This is a, a movie I reviewed for YouTube. I don't even know how this movie got past the writing point. It was just, oh, uh, it was horrible. The leading lady was horrible. She was unlikable. The, 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 the plot points were just dumbfounding. Like her entering a dude's name into a clinical trial without his consent. Ugh, no. Just know, I don't want to belabor the point. If you want to know my full thoughts, be sure to check out the review on YouTube because I spent most of the review just saying, huh, what? Like I couldn't even make full sentences because I was so taken aback by how horrible that movie was. <laughs> and lastly, I'm going to try not to get upset, but I'm so passionate about this. We'll see. My least favorite movie of this year, A Magical Christmas Village. I was so upset that they saddled Luke McFarlane with his last Hallmark movie with this. It was more voodoo than magic. <laughs> there was no magical whimsy, nothing. It was so dramatic between Allison Sweeney's character and her mom, pero why? Por why? Por qué? Why? For no reason, the mom was creepy as it pertained to Luke McFarlane's character touching his face don't even know dude from a can of Sharon Williams. And I just don't, I, this movie had the utmost of potential and it crashed and burned in the most epic of ways. And for that, it is my least favorite movie of Countdown to Christmas Hallmark Channel for 2022. So we are going to take a micro break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about my favorites, my 10 favorites from Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas for 2022. So stay tuned. All right, let's get into my top 10 favorite Christmas movies from Hallmark Channel for this year. Starting at number 10, is a movie that I was not expecting to like. I was side-eyeing this movie all day and night. I was. And that movie was and is hashtag Xmas. You guys, I'm of the camp where it's like, okay, Hallmark, we get it. You know what social media is. You know what Instagram is. You know what a TikTok is. You know what a hashtag is. And I felt like Upon seeing the title of this movie and reading the synopsis before having watched it, I felt like it was a billboard for, hey, Hallmark is trendy. Hallmark knows what social media is. And so I was giving it major side eye. However, when I watched it, I was captivated. I was taken in. I was engaged. And I loved the message of the movie. So I had to eat all types of humble pie. And I'm so glad that I did, though, because I genuinely enjoyed this movie. This movie starred Brant Doherty, and I forget our leading lady's name, but it was the one where she used her best friend and her nephew to fake a family for social media to win a contest. Um, and it, it kind of gave the overall message of, you know, being true to you on social media and how a lot of people can fake the funk when it comes to doing social media. So 
I appreciated, I appreciated this movie and the message that it gave. So that was number 10, hashtag Xmas. Number nine, this is from Christmas in July, starring Vanessa Lynches and Jesse Hutch, Christmas in Toyland. I watched this movie again during the countdown to Christmas season, and it is so cute. It's so charming. It's so adorable. And Jesse Hutch just gave all of the feels. Vanessa Lynch gave a beautiful performance. I just love the two of them together, and I love this movie. It, it was like classic Hallmark, but in such an adorable, updated, fresh way in my opinion. And I just really, really enjoyed it. Number eight, coming in, this was the last movie that I watched to complete my entire watch of all of the Hallmark Channel movies, not counting Hallmark movies and mysteries. And that movie is A Holiday Spectacular. So this movie, I You know, I really had to mentally prepare myself because it was a period piece. I knew I couldn't just watch it at any old time. I really had to be in a mood to watch it. And when I was in a mood to watch it, I am so glad that I waited till I was in a mood to watch it because it is such an adorable movie. I loved the leading lady and the leading man. I loved the backdrop of the 1950s. I loved the costuming, the makeup, the hair. Everything about that movie was just so darling and I could have kept watching it. It it, it could have gone on forever and I would have kept watching it and I really enjoyed it. Number seven. This movie, I wasn't, like, upon the synopsis, I was like, oh, this is one that's going to be kind of like middle of the road. It's going to sift down to the middle of the pack and it could be nothing. But I watched it and I was so surprised. In Merry Measure, starring Brendan Penny and Patty Murin. Oh my gosh, was this movie so funny. The football coach in this stole the show for me. I loved Patty Murin and the woman who played her sister. Their chemistry together. Oh my gosh, it was it was perfect. While I didn't give it a perfect rating, like I this movie was unsuspecting. I mean unexpected, unassuming. And I really, really appreciated it. It was unexpectedly funny and humorous. And again, the football coach did it for me. He came in at the right times, giving us his character. Like, it was just great. It was really, really great. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Number six, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Like, this is another one where I I didn't know what this movie was going to be about in totality. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. It was so creative. I want to read the play and I want to find the play, The Tribal for Christmas, that this movie is based off of. And I, I love me a good legal drama. So I loved, I didn't care that the play was a mock trial. I actually liked that. I love watching lawyers do their thing. So I really, really, really enjoyed the movie. I loved Tori DeVito in it. I love St. Holtz. So yes, that is number six. Number five. 
Coming in at number five, three wise men and a baby. It's it's my favorite guys in it. Three of my favorite guys of the Hallmark Channel are in it. Paul Campbell, Andrew Walker, Tyler Hines. I love each of them. They're so incredibly talented. It's disgusting. And I I mean, how could you not <laughs> like this movie? I I I I will say I don't watch this movie for the Christmas of it. I watch it for Paul, Tyler, and Andrew. That's the only reasons why I watch it. I love watching their dynamic together. I love watching them do their thing together. And I'm so happy this movie came out. I'm so happy this movie came out. Number four. Ooh, this one I could watch over and over and over again. And it will never get old. Haul out the holly. You guys, Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Melissa Peterman, Ellen Travolta, and I forget the man who plays Ned. This movie is everything that I want in a like a Christmas comedy for Hallmark Channel. This is it. This makes me excited to move into a town home and to have a HOA. Like <laughs> everything about this movie is perfect. Everything about this movie is perfect. I wouldn't change anything about it. And it's so funny. It's so funny. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. And Wes Brown killed his role in this. The cameo in the movie. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet. But the cameo. It it still does something to me every time he pops up. And I forget that he's going to be in it. They are going to be in it. I should say, yep, there's cameos. So let that make your noodle if you haven't watched it yet. So my goodness. Number three, I have both arms stretched out like I'm about to give you a hug. Ghosts of Christmas always. Let's just take a moment of silence for the awesome. Okay, I'm back. That movie... Slap me upside the head with a fish. I just wasn't prepared. We didn't know really who was going to be in it. We didn't, we've, at least for me, I've never seen any of them before. So I was just like, what, 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 what we got going on? I was obsessed within the first 20 minutes of this movie. I, this movie is really, 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 really good. The writing, everything about this movie, it's perfect. It's perfect. One more time. It's perfect. And that's all I'll say about that. Number two. Ooh, this movie gave me just, this is the coziest movie. It's the coziest. And it gives me all the feels. Jolly Good Christmas. Oh, the London of it all. Ah! <laughs> I love it. Rush Machete of it all. Love her. We're going to overlook Will Kemp and the accent. We're just going to overlook the accent. But I loved the story. I loved London. I loved Reshma. She, I need to see her in another movie because she is instantly a favorite. Instantly a favorite with this movie. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. You guys, a number one should be, 
It shouldn't be a surprise, but it may be a surprise for some. But this movie just hit. It just knocked everything out of the park. I oh, I was just so blown away, so much so that I watched this movie premiered in the evening. I watched it the next morning as if I didn't just watch it the night before. Inventing the Christmas Prince. I can't begin to tell you the feelings, the whimsy, the adorability of Grace, the little sugar cookie that played Tamara's daughter, the chemistry between um, Ronnie and Tamara's character, the performance that Ronnie gave, the ending that almost made me cry and scream. Oh my gosh. I mean, this was my favorite movie of Countdown to Christmas and it, it's it's going to hit it out of the park. It hit it out of the park and I... I just, I'm, I'm just super grateful. <laughs> I'm super, super grateful. So let's do a quick recap. Coming in at number 10, we have hashtag Xmas. Number nine, Christmas in Toyland. Number eight, Holiday Spectacular. Number seven, In Merry Measure. Number six, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Number five, Three Wise Men and a Baby. Number four, Haul Out the Holly. Number three, Ghosts of Christmas Always. Number two, Jolly Good Christmas. And my favorite movie of Hallmark Channel's 2022 Countdown to Christmas is Inventing the Christmas Prince. Well, you guys, we're going to take another quick break. And then we are going to get into, do a little preview. I told you this is going to be a chock full of an episode. So we're going to do a January preview. And then I'm going to, we're going to do some housekeeping about what season three of Dear Hallmark is going to look like. So stay tuned. All right. Let's get into this January 2023 preview. And I am getting the synopsis and all of the information from the movies from the New Year New Movies Guide on HallmarkChannel.com. Which can we say, I don't like that title for our January slate of movies. New Year New Movies. I don't know. I just don't like it. Uh, all right. <laughs> Out the Gate on Sunday, January 1st at 8 o'clock, starring Rebecca Dalton and Corey Sevier, we have The Dog Lover's Guide to Dating. Before I go into the synopsis, I have seen the previews in the trailer. This is giving me, do y'all remember that that movie in May with Marcus Rosner and Andrea Brooks, Brooks' Romance to the Rescue? That's what this is reminding me of, but just like instead of the leading lady needing the dog trainer, it's the leading man. So let's see what, what if the synopsis will give us any more depth and that it will really show a difference between those two movies. Here is what the synopsis read or how, what the synopsis says. Simon believes Chloe is the girl of his dreams, but can't seem to win over her beloved pup. He enlists dog trainer Alex and soon finds himself wondering where his real connection might be. Well, that didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care about this movie, y'all. I love to see Corey Sevier get a check. I love that he's all up on our screens because this is his, he did uh, Road Trip Romance. He did Pumpkin Everything. We saw him in Noel Next Door. And then he also did a Lifetime Christmas movie 
called Christmas on Mistletoe Lake. Don't watch it. It was horrible. And now we get to see him right in the new year. So I'm like, you better get a check, homie. And I appreciate him. He is, he's so talented. But this, this story, again, I don't care. Like, I just don't care. So I, I really just don't care about that movie. (laughs) That's kind of what, you know, those are my thoughts. Next, oh, we're getting into the sequel trilogy of The Wedding Veil. Kicking off Saturday, January 7th, The Wedding Veil Expectations, starring Lacey Chabert, Kevin McGarry, Autumn Reeser, and Allison Sweeney. This synopsis, ooh, I should have drank a sip sip of water. Here we go. In the first movie of the sequel trilogy, Avery and her husband Peter are in the midst of renovating the old house they've purchased, which is proving to be a bigger undertaking than they anticipated. Avery has some exciting news to share with him, but is waiting for just the right moment, which if you've seen the previews, you know what it is. Meanwhile, Avery's mother-in-law, Grace, reconnects with a former beau, and Peter has concerns. Between that, the pitfalls of remodeling and navigating the politics of having a new boss at the museum, Avery is lucky to have Emma and Tracy, who offer support from afar, as well as in person, when they decide a video chat won't suffice. When newlywed Tracy returns the antique wedding veil to Emma, the friends may find that they haven't seen the last of the magic. But I thought that they gave it to Victor's family at the end of The Last Wedding Veil. So hopefully they reconcile that. That's going to be interesting to see how they reconcile the veil getting back in Tracy's possession. Coming up next, Saturday, January 14th, is The Wedding Veil Inspiration. Starring Autumn Reeser, Paolo Bernardini, Lacey Chabert, and Allison Sweeney. Here is the synopsis. In the second movie of this sequel trilogy, Emma is teaching and working hard to prove she can step into the department chair role. As Paolo's lace shop is is about to open. On track for her life plan, Emma feels strongly that things fall into place before she and Paolo grow their family. As the couple navigates their busy work schedules and finding the perfect time, Emma bumps heads with the current chair of the department and starts questioning her life choices. With support from Paolo and perhaps a little help from the veil, will Emma find the courage to stop planning her life and start living it? Um, (laughs) I may be uh, a minority in this, but y'all, I don't, I'm not too excited about the sequel trilogy. Um, I felt like it wrapped nicely at the end. And so I'm very curious to see how the veil will still be involved and what that has to do with anything. So these may be good movies on their own, but I don't think we need the veil, you know? Speaking of which, (laughs) the last movie that will conclude the sequel trilogy is The Wedding Veil Journey. And this is uh, Allison Sweeney and Victor Webster's uh, installment. And this will be airing January 21st. So each one will be airing like the week after that, like each other. 
In the third movie of the sequel trilogy, Tracy is now head of the auction house and Nick's restaurant is such a success, he's looking at expanding. Their success comes at a cost, however, as it gives them little time to see each other, which sounds like the Wedding Veil inspiration, the one we just read with Paolo and Otto. They head to Greece as it's the perfect place to relax and sightsee. When a travel delay costs the couple their hotel room, they get the opportunity to stay on a remote island nearby. Is it possible the veil is once again working its magic and bringing them exactly where they need to be? Now, Allison and Victor's was the, that was the unexpected 4th of July firework that I didn't know was coming. So I'm gonna have that same ex, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna bring on that impression to the last wedding veil and say that Allison and Victor's is going to be the knockout of, of all three yet again. That's just my predictions, but we'll see. The last movie that is going to round out our New Year New Movies lineup is called Love and Glacier National, a national park romance. Is this a series? Like we had Marry Me in Yosemite. Is this going to be a series? Um, it stars Ashley Newborough and Stephen Hazar, Hooser, um, which we just saw him in Undercover Holiday. Here's the synopsis. Sparks fly when Hannah, an an expert in avalanche forecasting, brings her new technology to Glacier National Park and faces pushback from the director of Mountain Rescue, who relies more on intuition and common sense. Their dual approach bring more than forecasting to the forefront of their hearts. Listen, this is giving me vineyard energy. You know how there's one person who always wants to take the scientific technical route and one person who just uses their their um their feels, their soul to kind of feel the grapes and feel how they do in the sun and now is the time to pick and all. That's what this is giving me, but give me avalanche in the winter. This is them trying to give us a winter movie. That's what this is because a, a, a glacier national park. Um y'all Oof, I, oof, man, oh man, what are we doing in a can? Um, I don't even know what to say regarding this. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the one winter movie we're getting is going to be about avalanches. <sighs> I'm going to just move on. <laughs> Next. We have the new TV series that Hallmark Channel is giving us, The Way Home, which stars Andy McDowell, Kyler Lee, Evan Williams, and Sadie LaFlem Snow. I hope I'm pronouncing these names right. The Way Home is a family drama following the lives of three generations of women, Kat Landry, her 15-year-old daughter, Alice, and Kat's mother, Del, who are all strong, willful, and independent. Now, how crazy would is the synopsis and they're not going to talk about the time travel aspect? Because if y'all seen the preview, you know that the daughter is the one, when she jumps into a pond, she gets out, she goes back in time to when her, she was to when her mother was her age and she's able to go back to the present. Why wouldn't they put that in the synopsis? 
this this one looks so good. I'm so looking forward to I'm so looking forward to uh that movie. And I'm wanting to see if they have anything on um the new mystery that's going to be premiering. Uh, they don't have a a written preview, but we are getting a new mystery on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Sunday, January eighth. So this is right after the first sequel trilogy with Lacey and Kevin McGarry airs. It stars Janelle Parrish and Niall Mater, and it's called Family History Mysteries buried past based off of the preview that i've seen uh janelle is hired janelle's character is hired to find Nile mater now mater's character his birth father and so it's giving me ancestry.com 23andme just seeing what what and maybe she does some some digging herself about her past but I'm looking forward to a new mystery. I know we're getting a new Curious Caterer mystery. Hopefully we get a new Nikki and Nora because that thing was the bomb. And that was my favorite mystery of this year. So hopefully we get new mysteries uh, from the Hallmark Channel more frequently. Um, this is our first, this is our first and only, it seems like, Hallmark Movies and Mystery offering for January. So We'll see what they have for us um, throughout the, the rest of the year, you know, as the year transpires for 2020. Well, you guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Dear Hallmark. Uh, before I go, let's talk a little bit about what you can expect for season three. So as I said in the beginning of this episode, this is going to be the last episode of season two for Dear Hallmark. Season three will start February 6th. So I am going to be taking all of January off. While I'm taking January off, I will still watch all of the January movies. Um, I won't be reviewing The Way Home. I will not be reviewing The Way Home. I'm just going to watch that as a fan and as a consumer of Hallmark Channel. But you can expect me to review all of the wedding veils, the dog lover's guide to dating, the national park romance. Um, we'll see about the mysteries. Um, we'll see if I'll be doing a review for that, but I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, but yes, so season three will start Feb Monday, February 6th. Um, and I will do a review of all of those movies. And aside from the movie reviews, I am going to be journeying into the world of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. So each week you can expect at least, aside from our opening week with me reviewing all of the movies from January, each week you can expect two episodes from me. One that will review the movie that we've had that past weekend and the other episode will be my experience watching Signed, Sealed, Delivered. I'm going to be going through the entire series and I'm super, super excited because I know um, a lot of, I know this is a series that is well-beloved, talked about a lot and ha I have been encouraged by a lot of people to watch this. I have heard you, I am listening and now it's happening. 
So that review will begin the week after our opening week. Um, so that will begin the the following week. I'll just say that um, the date escapes me right now. But I will begin those reviews the week after our opening week. And remember, I gave you a little teaser right before Countdown to Christmas by reviewing the pilot episode of Sign Seal Delivered. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Um, I'm gonna check it out to remember what I said because I forgot what I said about the pilot movie. I just remember enjoying it immensely. Um, so that is what you can expect for season three of Dear Hallmark. More movie reviews, diving into signed, sealed, delivered, and of course, bringing you interviews from your favorites when I can. (laughs) So you guys, I want to wish you the best, happiest, healthiest, safest, most restful new year. Thank you guys so much for your engagement your from whether it's on youtube leaving a comment shooting me a dm commenting on instagram or now that we have a facebook page commenting on facebook thank you so much speaking of facebook the book club will be back and in effect on february our book club date is going to be february 28th we are going to be reading the secret ingredient it's a well-beloved valentine's day movie in the hallmark camp starring aaron cahill and brendan penny and that is the book and the movie that we are going to be focused on for the month of february and to give you guys time to read it um, I am going to set the book club date at February 28th. So we are going to close the month of February out on a Valentine's Day lovey-dovey note. So I look forward to starting the book club back up. And I'm still not sure if it's going to be monthly or every other month. Um, Once we come back, I will have a decision. But as of now, just know that the next book club date is going to be February 28th. And for the book club, the book club takes place on the Facebook page only. There will be a link in the show notes to um, take that will take you to the, the group within the Dear Hallmark Facebook page where we get to chat and chill about Hallmark books. And these are books that all of our favorite Hallmark movies are based are based off of. That is the core of the book club. We are reading books that the Hallmark movies are based off of and then doing kind of a light diet book to movie comparison. So I know for a fact Hallmark is going to either show live on the channel or put it on Hallmark Movies Now if it's not already on there, The Secret Ingredient. So to give you time again to watch it and to read the book, The Secret Ingredient, uh, our book club date is February 28th. You guys, I am so excited. And again, I just want to thank you so much for your support. When I tell you this year has been wild for your girl... It has been wild from Rama Drama West Palm Beach to the different interviews like Hallmark Mahogany, the different interviews I was able to secure this year, speaking with Tamara Mori Housley, John Brotherton, Benjamin Ayers. 
it's been this movie has been i mean this year has it's been like a movie and then having rama drama christmas in chicago and then meeting john and benjamin ayers at christmas con this year is has been beyond my wildest dreams and if 2022 gave me this i can't even begin to fix my mind to think about what 2023 has in store. So I just want to say thank you from the wine cellar of my heart, from the bottom, bottom of my heart to everyone who has listened, who has reached out, who has read my book, Chasing Wind. Um, Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, There'll be a link in the show notes if you didn't know that I wrote a book or weren't even aware there's a link in the show notes where you could purchase that. Um, I just, yeah, just a heartfelt thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys, that's going to do it for me here for dear homework. Oh, you guys, the next time I will talk to you, it will be 2023 and it will be for the season premiere episode of dear of season three of dear homework, where I'll review the dog lover's guide to dating for you guys. So I love you all. I wish you all the best. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.